Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always, be coming to you your favorite podcast where we are biblical and reformed. And like I do every week, I like to start the show off with thanking the listeners. Big shout out to the listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Appreciate you guys sharing the podcast, screenshot, and let people know about what we got going on here at the bar. And also appreciate you guys pitching pick picking up the merchandise um i love seeing the pictures of you and your bar gear your hats your sweaters your everything you buy in bar we, we definitely appreciate it and like i also do every tuesday i bring you a great guest super excited about this guest i had to twist a young man's arm by the name of chocolate Knox to get a contact information for this guest but eventually he gave in and, and let me uh have it and we have on none other than mr doug wilson how are you today sir Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Super excited, man, to have you. Uh, you know, been following uh, your ministry and, and, you know, read a few of your books and and definitely honored to have you. And what I like to do in the beginning of the show is to give you the floor for those that might not know who you are. Just take a few moments to introduce yourself, whatever you want to share, whether it's personal or professional. I'll give you the floor to do that here. All right. Sure. My name is Douglas Wilson. My uh Main calling is uh, to serve as the pastor of Christ Church. I'm the senior minister at Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. If you uh, don't know where that is, we're, uh, Idaho is not Iowa. It's out in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and I live up in the chimney of Idaho, the panhandle <laughs> of Idaho. Nice. Uh, in a small town, Moscow has got about 22,000 people in it. And uh, I've lived here for 40, 40 plus years since ever since I got out of the Navy. 
I like to write books. I pastor the church. I'm involved with um, Logos School, K through 12 School, and uh, New St. Andrews College. Um, so that all that keeps me keeps me busy. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. That sounds like a lot. So you you say you you you've been there ever since you got out of service. Did you did you uh, I guess were they in a seminary or did you? When did you receive the call, and yeah. is this a church plant, or did you take over? Yeah, that's that's a, um, a really interesting story, actually. My uh, my father was an itinerant, uh, like a literature evangelist. He would open Christian bookstores as an evangelistic front, and he mm-hmm. had moved to Moscow. He had moved to Moscow to do that here. Um, had opened a store in Pullman, Washington, which is just eight miles away and Moscow, Idaho. And so I came here when I got out of the Navy, I came here to go to school. And my plan was to uh, finish my, I studied philosophy. I was going to, and I did that because I wanted to do what my father did. I wanted to open a literature Mm. mission, uh, Christian bookstore in a college town. And I wanted to study what non-believers thought. That's why I studied philosophy. And um, so I came here to Moscow to go to school in 1975 and in the mid 70s here in idaho the jesus people thing was still a thing it was still going there was a i'm convinced Mm -hmm. kind of a mini mini revival going on in the 70s and um there were uh there was an e-free church that my father was involved with that met in washington across the border and a bunch of people from moscow were driving across and they decided to split off and plant their own church so i was there at the i just had gotten out of the navy like the month before i was there at the meeting to plant this church and uh and led the singing you know for the first year and a half i was uh, i played the guitar so i was the song leader up front while mm-hmm. i was a student and um the first man who did the bulk of the preaching uh moved away like a year and a half into this launch of this church he mm. moved away and I was up front with the guitar. And um, so that's how I wound up pastoring this church. So I've been <laughs> pastoring the church since, since a year and a half after it started. And what happened was I, I took over, I was still a student. I took over and began preaching and, and the church kind of grew and exploded, grew up to two, 300 people. And so by the time I was done with school and it would I, it would have made sense to go off to do graduate work in seminary. Um, the church was already too big to get away. So mm. um, I, I decided I was done with my schooling in 1979 and I decided I was just going to have to do on the job training uh, mm-hmm. where I would um, just read as read as much as I could as fast as I could. Wow, that is cool. That is really cool. Interesting. I went from the guitar to the to the pulpit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's right. Yeah. And and I, I like that you, you were able to share that because like I told you, you have a lot of uh local pastors that listen. Um and and you know, every I guess situation is it perfect or ideal, you know, and so uh, you know, God used that situation, the guy leaving after one year and, and you stepping in and, and being the person for the job, yeah. man. So um as far as I, pastoring I it, pe- go ahead. I tell I tell people that my call to the ministry was 
highly irregular. So. <laughs> right, right. So as far as pastoring in that area, because I don't know much about uh, Mos- Moscow, Idaho, um, but uh, what what do you what would you say are some of the challenges um, in that area? What are some of the, the, I guess, the trends or things you've seen, you know, for, for, you know, like I said, pastors that may be listening, what are some of the things that you uh, experienced or interacted with there that may be unique or may be able to help somebody else? Well, um, probably the biggest, um, probably the biggest challenge was I, I grew up in a Christian home, godly, a godly Christian home. And I knew from my parents who, who taught a lot of practical Christian living sorts of things, um, how to mm-hmm. confess your sins, staying free of bitterness, how to live in a family harmoniously and, you know, all of that. Um, so I, I had uh, just a good inheritance on practical Christian living. Uh, and I grew up in conservative circles, conservative evangelical circles. But what I didn't have was a rigorous theological background or underpinning or, or, you know, I didn't have what seminary would supply you with. Um, and so a lot of that was um, what I had to do. I had to get that on my own. I got my Greek um, as a undergraduate I, in my philosophy d- degree. I took classical Greek from uh, the University of Idaho. So I got Greek there. But uh, Hebrew was uh, a difficulty. Hebrew was a challenge. And then with theology, I love to read. And so I just began reading through different uh, topics at a time. Like I would uh, like taking a course in eschatology or taking a and, – and this meant that I, <laughs> I went through some paradigm shifts mm. while I was pastoring. Uh, so I was a conservative Arminian evangelical Baptist. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> over time, I became a Presbyterian, Pedobaptist, Calvinist, postmillennialist. And this was all happening while I was pastoring. So mm. uh, doing that without splitting the church um, was a challenge. I could only imagine uh, that. And. <laughs> I love it. You know, the, the shift, um, I guess, you know, in your theology, did you have, um, I mean, I'm sure you did much pushback as, you know, through the years as your understanding grew or what, were you able to make that transition very smooth? Yeah, there were, uh, there were, there was one significant bumpy spot. Um, and there was some pushback. There was, I would say pushback in one area and, controversy in another so mm. basically the uh, i i found myself uh, pastoring by 1977 right and then mm-hmm. by the mid 80s so six or seven years later somewhere in the mid 80s i became a post-millennialist that was the first big shift <laughs> and that mm-hmm. shift was just simply fun no controversy it was just fun and mm-hmm. um, uh, then after after it became post-millennial, in the late 80s, in 1988, I became a Calvinist. And this um, that was the one that where I got some pushback. A handful mm-hmm. of people left the church over it. Um, 
but not huge controversy. You know, it was, mm. um, I wasn't a doctrinaire Calvinist. Um, mm-hmm. I, in fact, I spent a couple of years denying that I was a Calvinist. Um, and finally <laughs> I realized I was just con- convincing people I was being dishonest because they, <laughs> we know what a Calvinist we know what a Calvinist is and you're that, that right. you know, and that's what you are. Um, I was, uh, th- it actually happened while I was preaching through Romans. Um, mm. and I, I decided to preach through Romans for some reason. And I remember telling one of the elders, I, I don't know what I'm going to say when I get to those chapters, you know, that's how I thought of them, those chapters. And, mm-hmm. um, and this is, um, it's kind of a funny, uh, story because when I began preaching through Romans, I wasn't a Calvinist, and when I finished, mm-hmm. I was. I, you know, I, <laughs> that it happened somewhere in there, and mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking when I got to those chapters, I forget what verse it was, but it was I think in chapter nine, may have been in chapter eight, but somewhere in there, um, I, um, I, I remember thinking in the pulpit, and this may not be verbatim, but it was something like this. I got to this place and I thought something like, oh, what the hell, you know? <laughs> and just, right, right. <laughs> and, and just just said what it said. And I know that you shouldn't yep. think that way in the, in the pulpit. It's not the best way. Not, but, uh, <laughs> right, um, right. But, no, but that's what happened. That's so um, there, was, there were some people that pushed back and kicked at that, but the church remained intact, although a handful of people left. Uh, then mm. after I became a Calvin, after I became a Calvinist, what happened was um, I told you Moscow has got twenty-two thousand people in it, and we're the mm-hmm. about the tenth or eleventh largest town in Idaho, so we're right near the top. In so Idaho has a lot of trees, a lot of sagebrush, a lot of a lot of open space here, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we're um, and it's a university town. Pullman, Washington is just eight miles away, and it's a university town. After I became a Calvinist, and this that began showing up in the um, in the uh, messages in my sermons, it began looking that way. Uh, a number of Reformed people in the uh, area started coming to our church because we're the only Reformed. We were the only Reformed church in the whole area. Right. Um, so they started to show up and got started. This church was growing as these reform people started coming in. And uh, then one of them, a young couple, had a baby and they asked me to baptize the baby. And my reaction was, are you nuts? You know, are you crazy? <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, oh, I've got these Presbyterians who are starting to come to our church now. <laughs> I better read up on what they're, you know, I need to read mm-hmm. up on what they're into, which I began to do. And uh, and one thing led to another. So by about five years later, by about 1993, uh, I realized I was likely to become a paedobaptist. And that was the... <laughs> That was the controversial one. So mm-hmm. I'd gone through uh, eschatology, not controversial, Calvinism, minor, you know, minor controversy, 
uh, and paedobaptism mm-hmm. was the was the big was the big controversy. But even there, although we lost a handful of people, the church didn't uh, split. But it was controversial. Mm. Gotcha. Wow, that is an interesting story. I'm so glad you shared it. Um, that from 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 st- from start to finish, man. That that is that is really good. That's going to help somebody because uh, you know because you know we we are growing and we are you know uh, reforming and and right. and some people are, you know there some there there are some cl- uh, closet Calvinists that are listening to me right now. So, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it, you know it's, like it's to- what it is. The thing that I, I would encourage pastors to rem- remember is that the church belongs to Jesus. It's we don't own we don't own our churches. We are stewards. We are um, sheepdogs. He's the shepherd. We're sheepdogs, and we don't have the right to say, "Well, this church can't go in that direction." Well, if it's scriptural, every church must go in that direction. Yes, that's so good. So good right there. And that's that's good. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is the Chocolate Knox. If you love that wonderful sensation of chewing glass, this is the show for you. Cross Politic is a weekly show and podcast that mixes the taboo formula of faith, culture, and politics, proclaiming the Lordship of Christ in every corner of our culture. Hallelujah. Gabriel Wrench is a deacon. From Texas, and he wears overalls. One time. <laughs> Chocolate Knox, a.k.a. David Shannon. He's a movie maker from Minnesota. Action! I'm Toby Sumter, pastor here in Moscow, Idaho, and I used to live in Alaska. Did you know that? No. no. We've interviewed everyone from Alveda King to Ted Cruz to Steve Dace to Walter Williams, and we invite you to join us here at Cross Politic as we learn to fight, laugh, and feast all to the glory of God. CrossPolitik.com. All right, we're back in here with Pastor Doug Wilson. Super excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, really good nuggets for the local pastors. I hope you guys were listening and were blessed. Second half of the show, Pastor Doug, I like to lighten it up a little bit and uh, and 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 get into some more fun stuff. I have some signature questions that I ask all my guests, but before I get into those signature questions, uh, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you. This is a, a fun question. I saw that video promo where you sitting on the couch that was burning. Was that couch really burning? <laughs> well, uh, I'll say yes and no. I, I, I can tell you how. how... <laughs> so uh, what we did, it was, yes, I, w- I was sitting on the couch while it was on fire. Um, mm-hmm. But the fire was enhanced. So and the way, uh... the way they did it. Uh, the way they did it was um, I sat on the couch with no fire and and said a bunch of stuff. Then mm-hmm. they soaked the other end of the couch with lighter fluid uh, and mm-hmm. couldn't because of safety standards. They couldn't get the, get it going. <laughs> so they there was a fire pit they had going. They stuck a burning log underneath the other end of the couch. Mm-hmm. And that caught fire. So the mm-hmm. the uh, the couch caught fire uh, then. And I, I continued to say stuff and the fire got as close to me. The fire got as close to me as it is in the video, but not as high. So then what Uh, they kept, they kept the cameras uh, 
fixed, focused in the same spot. Then I got up mm-hmm. and left, and they just let the couch burn. And uh... then they were able, then they were able to superimpose um, the later burning stage on the earlier version of me talking. So that's how it happened. <laughs> I love it. That's cool, man. That is so cool. Cause that was a that was a really cool video. I was like, man, this is this is legit right here. If this couch is really that burning like that, man. I you know, that's a Doug, he on a yeah. whole nother level of hardcore. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun to make, yes. Yeah, no, legit, man. And then, you know, uh I, I love, you know, your your Twitter feed. Uh it's it's always interesting um you know you don't you don't back down you don't hold no punches um and i'm not sure how familiar you are with us but you know um we we pretty much stand on the same side when it comes to you know social justice the gospel um you know our signatures on the on on the statement you know we have daryl harrison and virgil and i noticed a lot been going on with that and and uh and you you've kind of stayed stayed at your place and stayed there you know whether it was liked or disliked um by some of my colleagues and some people that don't talk to me anymore so just real quick before we get into the last fun questions um what has been your your take on the the the, just a just kind of a general brief overview of what you observe as far as the social justice and the gospel thing going on uh what i see um what i see this as is a um, a counterattack. Basically, conservative, reformed evangelicals have won a number of victories over against theological liberalism. Theological liberalism has rotted out the mainline denominations, and evangelicals successfully withstood them. The whole social justice thing is theological liberalism under another name. Uh, coming circling back around for a counterattack and uh, we've defeated we've defeated this enemy once and we need to do it again Mm. good stuff man good stuff we agree totally agree uh so to get into my quick fun questions before we get out of here the very first signature bar question is what kind of music do you listen to mostly blues and hard country. Oh, nice. That's an interesting so, little mix right there. Um, yeah. So if I were to, um, uh, let's see, I've got, um, uh, probably standard blues would be, you know, BB King, Eric Clapton, mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I, I like, uh, I like buddy guy. I like, you know, I, uh, that sort of thing. But I also like, um, um, not uh, I'm, I don't like uh, Spangles and Dangles country. I like um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I I don't like the funny suits country or or th- that sort of thing. But I, I I like Americana music. I like um, I like country. I like um, blues. Good deal. That's that's good selection. And I know exactly what you mean by uh, Spangly and Dangly. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. So, next signature bar question is: uh, What book or books are you currently reading? Ah, um, I'm currently reading. I, I, there's probably the I would say the book I'm reading I, uh, is um, "Overcoming Sin and Temptation" by John Owen. 
so I'm um, uh, that's uh, that's the book I'm on. Uh, the book I'm uh, oh, I'm I'm reading uh, a book by Ship of Fools by uh, Tucker Carlson. I'm reading On the Trinity by Augustine. I'm uh, reading through John Calvin's Institutes again. And and probably another book, another fun book that I'm reading is a book by George Gilder called uh, Life After Google. Mm. That's, a, that's, a, that's nice. a great one. Good deal. Nice, nice. All right, sir. Last signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Ah, so here's the thing. Um, like I told you, the size of Moscow, which means that mm-hmm. um, basically everywhere you drive, it's like three minute drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I recently started supplementing my book reading. My, I, I, I'm deep into Audible, so I'm listening to a lot oh, of books yes. in my truck. And but I because I don't have a lar- uh, long commute, I don't have time for podcasts. So. Um, I, because I don't want to give up listening to books because I just have these precious three minute increments. So, um, I've listened to a podcast here and there, but I'm not, I'm not in podcast world. Gotcha. No, that's legit. Yep. I definitely, I definitely can relate to that. Um, I have a short commute too, and I I hate that I don't have enough time to listen to as much as I would like to. Cause when I first moved here, I had a 45 minute commute and I was, you know, eating up audio books and podcasts and everything. So I definitely right. understand what you mean there. So, man, I really appreciate you taking time to come on the show. Uh, it's definitely been a blessing. Definitely been fun. Um, to close the show, I'm going to give you the floor. Anything you want to say to the listeners, uh, whether it's a word of encouragement or announcement or anything, we want to say I'm going to give you the floor to do that right here. Okay. If, um, I've gathered from what you said before that a number of your listeners are pastors. I would say simply say um, uh, to your pastors, don't be weary. Don't become weary in doing good, as Paul says in Galatians uh, six, also in Thess- Thessalonians. Don't be weary in doing good, um, and love God, hate sin, and uh, uh, basically faithfulness is what we're called to. Consequences are God's. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. So to the bar listeners, make sure you guys check out the bar podcast every Tuesday. Make sure you check out Just Thinking every Wednesday, Bars, Biblical Informed Spitters every Thursday, and we'll see you next time. God bless. We are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there